Welcome to the Six Figure Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Reeves, and my purpose is to help women grow their online businesses, influence, and income with ease. If you're ready to drop the excuses and start showing up as the boss you know you're meant to be, then you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hi, friends. All right, so a couple of days ago, I did my very first Q&A episode where I took it to the podcast to answer your questions, and I got a lot of really good feedback. A lot of you enjoyed that. So I went to Instagram. I fielded a lot of you for additional questions. I got a bunch of really good ones and I am going to answer those today. So let's get started. So the first question that I am going to tackle is what are your everyday must do's for daily income producing activities? So what do I do every day that I know is income producing for my business? And I assume this person means on social media. So first and foremost, provide value. Show up in some way and serve your audience, whether it's related to your business or not. Um, Probably, well, I'm not gonna say it's better to provide value that's not related to your business because I think that you can do both ways and just as good if you do it in the right way, meaning you're not being overly salesy, you're actually taking the time to educate your people about whatever it is that you sell versus just like hardcore selling, right? Um, but provide value, show up. What this does when you take the time to serve your people in whatever way that you know that they need to be served, which means that you get clear on who your ideal client is, who your audience is, put yourself in their shoes and ask yourself, how do I serve them? What do they need to know today? What would bring them value? Whenever you do that, you're building that like, know, and trust factor that is so crucial to actually selling and benefiting your business down the road. So show up, provide value, build that like, know, and trust that's first. And also share your product and service. You can do this every day. I personally don't sell every day, but I know some people who live and breathe by this concept that as long as you are serving your audience really well and you're balancing your selling with serving, you're balancing that content, then you can sell every day. And my old coach, my very first coach, Sarah Dan, this is her thing. She is taught on this. She teaches on this constantly and she is the pro in this area. And she has an incredibly successful business and she sells every day. And she also provides massive value every day. So don't be scared to share about your product and service. If you're you know, using your own products to do your makeup or to wash your face or your hair or whatever it is that you sell, take the time and share it and explain to your audience who would also benefit from this product. How could this, what would this product or service do for them? And then the last piece, the last thing that I would do for daily income producing activities is to nurture relationships in my DMs. 
your relationships are the most valuable thing that you have on social media. That's what the success of your business really boils down to are the relationships that you've built. So you can create the best content in the world, but if you aren't taking the time to really connect with your followers and build those relationships, it's going to be harder to sell to them. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I do think you're probably making your job more difficult. So I encourage you that if you're not yet, whenever you're in your, in your stories or in your posts, leave the call to action for people to DM you and to talk to you about this and to ask you questions. And if they're not coming to you yet, go to them, like take the initiative to start conversations with your ideal clients and not in a salesy way. I don't want you cold messaging ever, but about what they're talking about because what you're doing is you are showing up in their notifications you are building some sort of rapport with them and you never know where that could go later on and yeah so those are the three things provide value to your audience share about your product and service and nurture those relationships especially via dms second question how do you know who your ideal client is I have a product that technically most people could use and I don't know how to narrow my ideal client down. This is such a good question. This is something that I, have, I talk about a lot with the people that I work with. It's one of the very, very first things that we go through because if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. I say that all the time. So this is really important and you do want to narrow this down. So what I recommend you do, or like I think for social media purposes, I think your ideal client is a marriage between who you want to work with, like who you actually want to work with. Like if you had to work with somebody one-to-one, -one, who would that person be? Like, I don't wanna work with just anybody. I have a very, a very clear person on like my kind of girl, right? But if you sell products, then that's probably a little more general. So ask yourself, who who is the type of person that I want to work with? And then the other half, the other piece of this, and this is probably the more important piece, is who can actually connect with the things that you talk about on social media? Who can actually relate to you? and what you post about. Cause guess what? It ain't everybody. And in this last round of influenced income, I had some VIP spots and we did like zoom calls where we did some additional coaching. And one of the girls on there, she sells this very popular product and technically like everybody and their mama can use it really. Anybody from men, women, children, teens, everybody in between, right? And I was encouraging her to niche down and to get more clear on, on who she's talking to because she was gonna end up being too general. And her argument was like, I was, I was encouraging her to really like, at, at the very least talk to women, like at the very least niche down to women, which is still pretty broad, but she wanted to talk to men and women. And her argument was, well, we have a men's line and men can buy these products. And I have conversations with men and, and sell them these products. And I said, okay, fair enough, but 
Look at your social media right now. Look at the type of content you create. You're a mom. You believe in very clean living. You post a lot of feminine related things and you probably talk about feminine things. Tell me what man is really like following you and paying attention to your content. And I meant that with love, right? Like there probably aren't many men who are going to see her page and be like, oh, I really want to know what she's talking about in her stories today, right? Like realistically, she is going to connect with more women because she's a woman and that's the stuff that she talks about, right? And I said, listen, yeah, dudes can buy your product, but who is the person that's probably going to buy it for them? Like who's going to be your customer to buy that men's product? Their wife because they're following you and they're actually paying attention to what you're talking about. And she was like, oh yeah, that's a good point. So you really do wanna niche down and I would ask yourself like, what do I post and like what kind of person would connect with that? Because if you like posting about mom stuff or if you like posting about beauty or fashion or psychology or personal development or whatever, like who needs that information? And then of those people, who would be good to buy your product? And once you kind of figure out the gist of that, fill out an ideal client worksheet. You can find them literally everywhere. And I have one that I'll link in the bio and um, or in the show notes and also in my Instagram bio if you want to just download and print one off really quickly or just look at it and, and write it down on your own paper. But they seem tedious at the time, but they really do help you get clear on who this person is. And the more clear you can get on your ideal client, the better you can put the, yourself in their shoes and serve them really, really well. Like part of making magical content is putting yourself in this person's shoes and talking specifically to one person, like you were sitting across a table from them talk to one person this you know being your ideal client so that is how I would go about doing that the next question is how do you get the both the post how do you get the best of both worlds on Facebook and Instagram or do you recommend only using one this is a really good question because I typically recommend people to like, as you are getting your business going or as you're finding your groove on social media, I encourage my clients and the people that I work with to focus on one platform at a time because it's very easy to get shiny object syndrome and you know bounce around because like TikTok is the new shiny fun toy right now. But if you don't know what you're doing on Instagram, and all of us should know what we're doing on Instagram, the last thing you need to do is like go play with a new app. Not saying that you couldn't like kill it on TikTok and that might be your thing, but what you focus on grows, okay? However, to me, Instagram and Facebook are basically the same thing and they're beautifully complementary. So what I encourage you to do is to focus on Instagram, make that your main hub, and post your content there, but then repurpose the same content on Facebook. 
on your personal Facebook page, not your business Facebook page, because you probably, if you're like 99.999% of the population, you probably get really crappy engagement there. So I encourage you to use your personal Facebook, but post the content first on Instagram, repurpose it on Facebook. And the key here is to post it native to Facebook, meaning, you know, whenever you post something to Instagram, Instagram allows you to then automatically post it to Facebook. I encourage you not to do that because apparently you get less engagement that way because all of these apps want us to actually take the time to go on the app. So a lot of people have this theory that Facebook is going to show you more love if you actually take the time to post it on Facebook versus sharing from Instagram. So just take a couple of extra seconds, copy that that caption, reword it, you know, your call to action might be different. Like on Instagram, your call to action might be click the link in my bio to shop, blah, blah, blah. But on Facebook, you can actually post the link on Facebook. So you would want to change whatever wording ever so slightly and then repurpose. I think that's the best way. And I really encourage you to use at least those two platforms because chances are your audiences will vary quite a bit because some people just prefer Instagram and some people prefer Facebook. So you could reach a lot more people by utilizing both of those platforms. Next question is, what is the best approach to product launch? So many consultants post images of the new product as soon as they get them, but I don't feel like that's the best approach. My answer is if you don't feel like that's the best approach, then don't do it, right? I want everybody to listen to this. Your business is your business. You get to run your business how you want to and what feels best to you. And I know in the MLM space, it's very easy to get in that bubble and feel, um, feel pressure to do everything the same way as all of your peers. And while like, if that's cool with you, awesome. Like if that feels good to you, great. But if it doesn't, don't do it. You don't have to. So if you, if there's a new product launch, and you want to wait to actually get it in your hands so you can take your own pictures and so you can give your own unique um, review and perspective about how this product really works, I think that that's a fantastic idea and you should do that. Here's the thing. If you're in an MLM, you probably follow a lot of people in the same business. So you are surrounded by constant reminders of what other people are doing. So it feels like if you, like for instance, that example, if everybody is shouting from the rooftops about this brand new shiny product, but you don't want to, but everybody and their mom is doing it, you might feel like, oh man, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm being left behind and that's not gonna be good and my customers are gonna notice. But the average person, like your customer, probably doesn't follow even a fraction of the amount of consultants in your business as you do, right? So they probably are none the wiser 
or maybe they did see it and you know if they're curious they can ask you but always go with your gut if you don't want to do something the way everybody else is don't be a sheep do it your own way and that's totally fine next question is has instagram dropped the igtv icon it sure has <laughs> um I found this out the hard way when I was trying to upload one and for the life of me could not like I felt like I was having a stroke or something like I, I was like what why can't I find this daggum icon and the reason why is because it's gone they decided to do away with it because it was getting very little traffic and because now that we can all post previews of our igtvs in our feed that's typically how people are accessing igtvs so they didn't want it to be something to distract us considering it wasn't getting much traffic in the first place and they did away with it they still have the standalone IGTV app. So if you're just looking for an easier way to access IGTVs, like if you really enjoy them, um, you can download the app and get to them that way. Otherwise you'll have to basically, I guess the only way to get to them is through somebody else's IGTV, which is really interesting that they did that, but hey, it's Instagram for you. Um, how do you mesh your business with your passion? For example, I sell makeup and skincare, but I'm in school to become a psychologist and that's what I'm really passionate about. But I'm having a hard time connecting the two because they're so different. Well, the two are actually really meshable. <laughs> um, here's why. Your ideal client, which if you're a woman, your ideal client is probably a woman. Thus, she probably needs some sort of makeup. If not, she definitely needs some sort of skincare, right? So if you're passionate about psychology and all things around psychology, then your ideal client is a woman who also finds that kind of subject interesting so your ideal client could be fellow peers could be fellow students or just fans of psychology and how you would find more of these people is through searching hashtags or maybe some instagram pages that you follow that posts a lot of content around psychology but you just want to make sure that you have people in your audience that are gonna be interested in that. So what you'll do is you will share about your love for psychology and you'll share fun facts about it and what you're learning because this person, I know the person that submitted this and they're, yeah, I already said that, they're in school to become a psychologist. So share what you're learning and what the process is like and just your day-to-day -day life and you're going to connect with people because they're interested in that stuff too. And then what you can do is you can then randomly or however often you want to talk about your makeup and skincare because even though those two don't seem to go together, like I said, the person that's interested in psychology, the woman that's interested in psychology probably needs some skincare and makeup too. So by capturing her attention and holding her attention, learning about the cool things that you're interested in, she then is more open and um, 
available to then learn about what it is that you sell and open to it because she's connected to you over this subject, if that makes sense. They're totally complimentary and I say go for it. You'll just, your challenge will be finding more people that are those ideal clients of yours that are interested in psychology. But when you can, because that's really, really niche and they don't say the riches are in the niches for a reason. Or no, they do say. <laughs> they do say the riches are in the niches for a reason because it's true. So I encourage you to go for it. Next up, I'm scared to create my own quote graphics. What? I'm not sure what kind I should create for my audience. I'm not sure what to write in the caption and I'm most scared that I don't get any engagement on them. Oh, Okay, so this question came from um, because a couple of episodes back I shared three ways to stand out and one of them was to be a content creator versus content sharer and one of the easiest ways that you can start to do that is by creating your own quote graphics. So those are just like the cool quotes that you see everybody posting and I encourage everybody listening to create your own and to recreate your own in your own branding because that's being a content creator and it shares your opinion, your perspective, and it gives people a glimpse into your mind and what, what you believe and it allows people to connect to you versus sharing somebody else's quote graphic and then your audience kind of connecting to them and promoting somebody else's page on your feed. All right, so if you are scared to create your own, all right, so let's dive into like the first part of this. I'm not sure what kind to create for my audience. So again, this is where you would go to your ideal client. Who's my ideal client? Who's gonna relate to me? Most people's ideal clients are themselves just a couple of years ago, themselves just a few steps back. That's not everybody's ideal client, but that's a lot of people's. So chances are the kind of quote graphics that get your attention and fire you up and motivate you or you know get your attention those kind of quote graphics would get your audience's attention or your ideal clients attention so pay attention to what you gravitate towards and then recreate your own that are similar and then as for what to write in the caption I love this question because a lot of people think that if they share a quote graphic that they don't have to write anything in the caption or like, or they shouldn't. And some like, let's say, you know how some quote graphics are funny. It's just like a funny um, joke or something that makes people laugh. Most of the time, like you're not going to write anything deep or try and, I mean, you could sell in it, but you're probably not going to go too deep there. So to me, and I've done this many times, I'm just like happy Friday, or I say something, you know, short and sweet and I just let it be a fun piece of content. But let's say you're posting a quote graphic that's super motivational or that's polarizing and it's meant to get your, your audience's attention. I encourage you to go deep in that caption and here's why. Quote graphics, when done well, and if you're not sure what I mean by that, go back and listen to that episode um, that I was referring to, the three ways to stand out, because I go deeper in, into this there. 
but when quote graphics are done well, they tend to get really, really good engagement. So if more people are liking this quote graphic and commenting, that means more people are seeing it. So you should put something of value in that caption. I sell a lot underneath my quote graphics or I, I post like um, mission related content a lot under my quote graphics because it's a glimpse into my psyche and how I think and it's a way for people to get to know me or learn about my service and what I offer. So you really want to capitalize on that extra engagement. So as far as like what you would talk about in the caption, I would just, you know, like whatever the quote graphic is, like how can you expound on that? How can you add to that? Why does that mean something to you? Why would that mean something to your ideal client? Go deeper and use that opportunity to further explain yourself and connect with your people. And as far as being scared about not getting any engagement on them, you might not. And like whenever I first started creating my own, I did so many different designs and they didn't get a lot of great engagement and it was frustrating, but like that's how we learn. And I don't want anybody doing anything for the sole purpose of just getting engagement because if you do that, you're kind of setting yourself up for a disappointment and a failure and that's not the point. What you share on Instagram is to serve. That's what it should be. Like most of what you as a business owner must most of what you share on Instagram and social media should be with the purpose of serving your audience. So if you get engagement, that's an added bonus. If you don't, that's fine because all you need is for it to connect to a handful of people that need to see it. So just take that off the table right there. And I get posts that still bomb to this day and it's super annoying. I literally just posted one yesterday and I got the worst engagement I've, I've gotten, I think in the history of my Instagram. And I'm talking like back when I had a hundred followers. I'm not kidding. I don't know what happened. I posted at an odd hour and it was a different kind of post than I typically made, um, different style and it bombed. And it's like, at first I was a little annoyed by it, of course, but I was just like, you know what? On to the next one. Who cares? You know, like I posted, it didn't perform well why didn't it perform well this this and this so now i know better for next time and it's on to the next one all right next question how did i get started in social media marketing management so she was asking like how did i get into the social media space so before i started coaching and doing what i'm doing right now my first business was bustle and buzz and what i did was i managed social media for other local businesses and i think in the my very first podcast episode i shared i went like really deep in this so if you want to hear the full story go back to number one <laughs> it's either the first or second episode and i think it's titled how i got here but um, long, long story short, I was in school for marketing. I was bartending, but I was living on my own and wasn't making enough money. So I went to the owner of the bar that I was bartending for and asked him if I could help out in the office because he owned multiple bars. And 
he basically let me do social media because I was a millennial and I knew how. And that's essentially like how I got started in this space. And then I moved to Mount Juliet with my now husband and um, started my own business and like freelanced my social media marketing services to local medical practices. And I didn't do that on purpose. Those were just the first businesses to hire me. So I kind of like accidentally niched to medical practices, but that is how I fell into managing social media. All right, two more. Second to last question. I struggle with understanding how I personally add value to others due to low self-esteem. Do you have any tips on how to find our own value and what we have to offer others? Absolutely. First of all, I'm sorry that you feel this way because I know the person that sent this and I think you are fantastic and there's no reason why you should feel that way because you sell an incredible product and I know that you have so much value to share and that's the same for everybody because here's the truth. All of us, every single one of us have a unique perspective on the world. We've all been given different lives, different experiences, different struggles, and different gifts. We all have a unique gift, but it's up to us to find ways to share that out to the world and to best case scenario, pair that with a business or a mission or a story that can serve others. So sometimes, especially in the beginning when you're kind of trying to find your voice and it seems like not a lot of people are listening, that can feel really difficult. And if you already have a low self-esteem to start with, that can, I mean, it's not fun for anybody, but especially if you're already struggling with a lower self-esteem. So what I encourage you to do is take the focus off yourself. I would take it from what will people see in me and shift that focus to what do I have to share with others? What value can I provide to the people that are following me? Take, take that focus off yourself. What, and I, I realize like you're sharing and it is from your perspective, but I'm saying like, you know, it's, it's a slight shift. Instead of what do other people see in me, what can I share with other people? Shift to service and just focus on that. And the best that you can remove the pressure and the need to get that instant gratification and to look at the numbers, the better, especially in the beginning, because for all of us, like it's not gonna be there. Those first couple years are probably gonna be hard, especially when you're sharing your heart. So take that focus off yourself, focus on others, and just focus on serving, sharing your product, why it means something to you, and what have you been through that you can share in a way that will serve somebody else? Because I know, I know you have something. How can you share that? And that's what I encourage you to do. Take the pressure off the engagement and don't like turn a blind eye to it as much as you can. And then the last question is, I've been showing up more authentically than ever and recently got the most engagement I've ever received on a single post, but I ended up losing 
followers. Does that mean that people aren't loving this new, more honest side of myself? Should I keep plugging away? Or do I need to find new hashtags that better fit my newer perspective? Okay, so she's finally finding her voice. She shared an honest post, got a bunch of engagement, but ended up losing followers. And now she's wondering like, what now? Like, do I stop being myself? Do I keep pushing? Or do I need to find more people? And the absolute answer is keep pushing, keep plugging away. And, um, as far as like hashtags are concerned, yes, you do. The more people that you have following you that are your ideal clients, that are your kind of people that are going to connect with you and your unique perspective and story and your product, the more people obviously that are going to engage with you and want to follow along with what you're sharing, of course. Right. So sure, like if you've shifted your your business in some way, or um, maybe you're talking, I don't like you have a new brand facet that you're that you're talking more about. Yeah, like search new hashtags, connect with more people, do some story takeovers or something to get yourself out in in front of more of your people. But lean the f in into who you are, okay? The right people will connect with you. The wrong people will fall away. And that's how it should be, period. And let me share something with you. One of my girls was, she, exact same situation. She had shared her heart on something. She was really proud of herself and she ended up losing followers. And it like, it really hurt her ego. And I pulled up my phone and I read to her how many people unfollowed me in the last week and her jaw dropped. And she was like, what, what do you mean? And I was like, you have like, this is part of it. Like as you grow your audience, as you niche down, as you get better at finding your voice and being truer to who you are, you will by default repel some people. And that's a beautiful thing. That is a sign that what you are doing is working and you're not like straddling that line. Like you've chosen a side and that means that there are more people that you can deeper connect with versus like trying to make everybody happier. Okay. So I'm looking at my, my insights right now, which I never look at because it just doesn't matter. But in the past week, I got 118 new followers, 118. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> Guess who, how many people unfollowed me in the past week? 94, 94 people, almost a hundred people saw my face <laughs> or heard my voice and said, no, thanks. In the past, this would have bothered me. This would have triggered me made me feel some type of way. Now it's like, whatever. It's like, it's just part of the deal and it's going to happen. Like whether you like it or not. So you can focus on it and you can watch it happen and get really freaked out. Or you can turn a blind eye and trust that the more that you lean into who you are and who God created you to be and share the thing that you were put on this planet to share, you have to trust that the right people will hear that and will resonate with it and will be happy that you are sharing that message. But if you stress about the people that don't want to follow along for whatever reason, 
that's going to hinder your ability to show up more fully and it's just going to hurt everything that you do right so i encourage you like don't pay attention and i know when you have a like a, a lower audience you can tell you know like a few hundred or no in the thousands like whenever you have under 10,000 followers, you can actually see the exact number. So I get it. Like I remember very, very clearly knowing exactly what number I was at for a day. And then by the end of the day, noticing that it was 20 people less and being like, what the hell? So I get it. Like it's harder when you can actually see that number fluctuating. Um, but just know like this is for everybody and, 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 some of those people might not be real people. Some of those people might just be some bots. Like we all get bots that follow us and then Instagram does a clear of bots and then you're gonna lose some followers, you know? So they might be real people and that's fine. They might not, but just turn a blind eye, take the attention off of that and focus on what you are doing and serving. And it's just gonna be a much better, you're gonna create better content that way and it's gonna be a much easier time for you. All right, that is the end of the questions. I hope you enjoyed this. If so, let me know, definitely share. And I really enjoy these, so I'll probably do these maybe like every other month or so. So keep an eye on my Instagram um, because I obviously gotta get these questions from somewhere and I ask on my Instagram accounts and you'll have the ability to, um, to share your specific question and actually scratch that. Even if you like, if you don't want to wait on me to share the question box or whatever, just shoot me a message, just DM me. Hey, I have a question for your next Q and a episode and I'll screenshot it and I'll save it. So you don't even have to wait until I ask. If you have a question, go ahead and send it to me. And that's all I got for you today. I'll talk to you soon. Bye friend. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as possible. And if this episode helped you in any way, you can directly impact my efforts by simply sharing a screenshot of this to your social media or team. Also, if you're looking for additional support, feel free to find me on Instagram at Allie I Reeves and or join the free Six Figure Influencer Facebook group.